0: You can have a hammer, but if you don't if you can't put it on the nail, it's worth nothing, right? So like I know I hit hard, both ends. So I gotta make sure that I throw enough dump they land right i do this because it's my dream and i want to show my kids doesn't matter where you're from you can achieve your dreams right don't let nobody sidetrack you don't listen to nobody if you got it in your heart it's yours god gave it to you for a reason
1: hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 35 of the good people bad intentions podcast my name is matthew pine and today for our guests we have daniel Beaupre. daniel is a professional boxer originally from saint leonard new brunswick And November 5th, he is going to be going in the ring against Rafael Torres. And this is going to be at the Against the Ropes fight card by Real Deal Promotions. And that is going to be in Halifax, Nova Scotia at the uh, Lighthouse Arts Center. Now, this is going to be the third fighter that I've had um, for this event uh, coming up. And that's because I intend on going to this event and covering it and doing some interviews there. So I'm trying to get to know more of the fighters on this event. And I definitely think Daniel's a perfect guy to have on. I actually had seen him fight uh, July 16th and know that he is a good competitor. And I'd love to get to know him more. I know that he has a really uh, great story to share with everybody. So without further ado, guys, here's Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm doing really great. Um, Of course, you have a fight coming up November 5th against the Ropes at the Mm. Halifax Lighthouse Arts Center. Um, And you're going against um, Rafael Torres, correct?
0: Yes, correct.
1: Okay. And uh, this will be now the second person you fought um, from Mexico. Um, And I I was there when you fought... um, your last fight i mean what 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 were you feeling like with your first fight um what is it like going against some like uh somebody from mexico
0: is uh honestly i I was just coming back from getting knocked out right
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: I went to Montreal and all that, so I was a little nervous too so it, yep. it was it was a little different, but so it, it, I had to prove to myself that I could do the four rounds because, like, I had, that was my third fight, both my first my first and second fight. Like, it wasn't even over 45 seconds with both, right?
1: Yes. So, like,
0: it was really a test for me because I really had to go through. Is so When you hit somebody, you usually drop everybody, but then you hit this guy, and he's, he's not going anywhere, right? He's there for the whole time, and that was surprising for me. But uh, I made it through, and now I'm more ready, right? To go for this next fight i'm more mentally prepared like i've been doing a lot of sparring before the last fight i barely got any sparring so i can't wait to see what happens
1: and you were saying something about um you felt like kind of you're nervous or whatever, going into the the last fight that you had <clears throat> were you were you having this these these talks to yourself about how you know you kind of you felt like you still had to, to something to prove you didn't feel like you 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 were tested enough uh, to go the four the four rounds when you were fighting this guy uh, was there any doubt was there, was there any doubts that you could go four rounds in your I, last fight no it's just that i never
0: thought i could get knocked out either right it's just like yeah. cuz I, I was always a tough guy and i'd fight anybody really i would i sparred so many people and sometimes it's rough sparring and never been close to being knocked out and sometimes the stars align and it just it, it makes you question yourself for a minute, right? And
1: yes. but I
0: I refuse to let that hold me down. So that's why I, as soon as I could, I got I got another fight and I needed to beat that. So I was a little uh, gun shy for my last fight. Yes. Like I was a little, so that that <clears throat> was the nerves a little bit. So it, it made me overcome that. I knew I could do the four rounds. I was in shape yep. enough, but still, it was on. It was really my first fight, like in front of everybody. Like the other ones didn't last, so it was my real test, right? It was almost like it yes. was the first fight. So. But but now I know I, I know what to expect for four rounds, right?
1: And and can we kind of talk about your fight with uh, with Zach Parmalo because you know you went from your first fight with with uh, Brett, right? It only went fourteen seconds, and then for that to kind of reverse on you, I mean, can we kind of go into <clears throat> before before that? Can we kind of go into going into Montreal? Uh, this was Group Ivan Michel, Ivan uh, Michel, correct? Correct. Yeah. So you were kind of going into hostile territory, right? You were going all the way to Montreal, and you were you were fighting. Um, what was it like when you were when you were going down there? Like, what was the atmosphere? Because you were very confident going into that fight.
0: Yeah, I was really confident. <clears throat> uh, felt on top of the world in a way because of my last fight, and, and I didn't let it get to my head. But a lot of things happened that I wasn't. Uh, mentally prepared for what I was going to deal with over there. Like, they got the whole promotion, and they they make it so their the guy who wins, right? So, yes. I didn't think that stuff happen, happened. So, like, I wasn't mentally prepared for that. Like, the first time we went up, my coach was able to come with me back then. Uh, my coach was Scott McLean. And, uh, but as we were there, done the weigh-in, done the weight cut and everything, the next day, they, that fight got canceled because they said that Derek Pomelo ended up uh, catching covid well, really? he was he was already scheduled to fight in three weeks, so like, I think that was already planned, right? So I had to fly back, and then then the three weeks after, I was the one who was fighting him. So I don't like there was a little setup there, but then my coach couldn't go up that time, so I still chose to go anyways. Probably a big mistake on my part because when uh, you don't when you don't understand the noise that can happen, like everything that can happen in in the background, like. A guy that came up there with me, he, he didn't have no experience in a fight game either, right? So it was just me and him up there.
1: Yes. And
0: they caused a ruckus between us right before the fight. and
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. like uh, So they, they were saying times that they would pick us up, and then we were ready for that time. but then they said they would only pick us up in two hours. And then somebody else would say a different time. It, it was a lot of mind games. A lot of mind games.
1: And and I'm sorry that you had that experience. I mean, I know that you you come to a fight and you want to win and you want to <clears throat> be your best. What you're saying is basically that you weren't really allowed to be that way when you were when you're at Montreal and and whatnot, and you were kind of aware of you know what what goes on in the fight game. Um, I'm just curious, like so you ended up fighting, and and I I misspoke. It's not Zach Apomalo, it's Derek. Thanks for the correction. But when you ended up fighting Derek, I mean, so so technically he had COVID or or that's what the promotion was trying to say.
0: Yeah, so after the wins and everything, I uh, did the weight cut and everything. Like, yeah, they said he tested positive for COVID, so they canceled the fight on me. I, okay. I, I would have been more prepared that day, right? Like my coach was there, and he, he was yeah. when as when he was there, they they were they were treating us a little different, right? But I think it's because they knew we were gonna have to come back. Yes. It, it was pretty set up like that because another person ended up testing positive and he was upset that he wasn't fighting either. But you learn a lot, right? That's experience I can bring back here. And uh, so I shared that with a lot of fighters up here too, right? Uh, just that uh, don't just go up there by yourself and stuff. Like, go out there with somebody that can shelter you from that noise, right? Like, we're, we're here to fight and stuff. Like, we, we got to be able to just focus on our fight. And sometimes uh, some people play games so you don't just think of your fight. You almost... The, I was beat before the fight, right? I was beat before the fight. Like, they yeah, had my mind spinning. and hope. But Jeez. that's no excuse, right? That's no excuse. Yes. I gained a lot of experience there. I learned that uh, everybody can fall. So... Yes. it's a It was an eye-opener. I went from the top of the world right to the bottom. So... Now I got to build and, my way up.
1: Just curious. So you were mentioning that you were working with Scott. So was his was he advising you not to take that fight? And that's why um things kind of like because because i saw a post you were basically uh alone in the corner alone in montreal i mean what what kind of made that result um so i was a little uh, upset that you didn't like uh
0: guide me into not going there by myself like mm-hmm. i felt like as a coach you should have told me not to take the fight after that the wayne was messed up and everything like I feel that would have been his job. And he told me, no, you could have not took, no, you're supposed to manage my career, right? You're supposed to, I knew it this. Like, I was training MMA, going into a boxing fight with a five-time national champion. Like, um, it, it was, it, it was a, it was a big step. And going there by yourself, like I was on RDS. Like, all all of that was bringing a lot of pressure on me, right? I thought I could handle it, but yeah
1: it's so it, it's, it seems safe to say that you know after that experience it's been a very humbling experience and yeah. you were saying how you were kind of on top of the world and you had to go down a level i mean have you kind of reinvented yourself as a fighter since that loss have you have you looked at fighting and, and other aspects of life in a different way
0: oh yeah a real big a real big difference like uh i used to think just because i can hit hard and like i don't lose like i'm I've had a rough life too right and yep. i haven't been beat really like so i used to almost think i was invincible and but now i realize when it comes to boxing it's also a sport and you, you got to be prepared for everything in that ring and you're fighting somebody who's prepared you're fighting so like i was a rookie going in a pro game right so they, they showed me i was a rookie so next time i come up i'll be a professional so really that's what it is right now they made me a professional in a way i went over there a rookie i came back a professional that's pretty much what i can say like i trained a lot a lot different than i did uh i'm 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 ready now i'm ready for this now
1: yeah now you're at uh citadel boxing club yeah. you're with some of the the great names of uh, nova scotia you know coaches like wayne gordon I see you've been working with Tyson Cave. Yeah. Um, can you talk about that move from you know you were you were doing some like MMA, an MMA gym at Fit Plus, and then moving to uh, to a boxing gym? What has that been like?
0: That's been the best thing I ever did. The best choice I ever made. Uh, going at Citadel, I've learned so much. Like Wayne Gordon, he he's not uh, he doesn't try to mold me into what he wants. He actually improved my style. He, he he built on my strengths and, uh, I learned so much. Like I learned so much. I, I I'm confident that I'm uh, like a hundred times better than I was. Like, I don't just say that. Like I, I was training in MMA, trying to box, but now I'm in a real boxing gym and I, well, I've been in a lot of gyms still. Right. And not, not everybody can explain something like Wayne does. Like Wayne's got a way of putting, putting things in the picture, right? Like, uh, when he explains something, it makes sense, and he goes into details on like the science of it, almost right. Like he, will even compare it to a, to a running a uh, to running track. He'll compare it to anything. Like it, it makes it he makes it really understandable. And I'm telling you, it's the best move I ever made was going there.
1: Great, and and you mentioned that you were, I'm I'm assuming you, you you've always been interested in mixed martial arts before. Yeah. What kind of led you to, to do mixed martial arts? And can you talk a little bit about your experience? Because I, I imagine you had some fights as well. I didn't have no
0: fights in MMA. No? When I, was, uh, when I was 14, 15, I ended up doing amateur boxing. And I ended mm-hmm. up getting 10 fights. And I won the Golden Gloves in New Brunswick, the Quebec Cup of Montreal. And I ended up getting wow. in trouble when I got kicked out of my boxing club. And I was, I'm was i from New Brunswick. I was in a small town. I'm from St. Leonard. St. So Leonard that was the only boxing club, right? I couldn't make it to no other. So I, I went on a different path because of that. But uh, yeah, I ended up going in prison for 10 years and uh, on it. Like I met a guy in there and his name is uh, Richard Arsenault. He, he was cha- champion and King of the cage before uh, mm-hmm. he was, and he, he, he changed, he was changing his life. Right. He, um, he, so I met him and he started training me. He was an MMA fighter. I was just a boxer before then. So, that's where I got into the mind of doing MMA. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really followed him a lot. Like he, he was really helping me become a man. Right. Cause I was stuck in my, I was stuck in my ways. Like thought I was a gangster and I, I was going to be a gangster till I died. And it didn't matter. Like I was stuck in, I didn't, have, I, I was childish, right. Really childish. And, and that led a long time, but this guy really, really, really helped me be strong and build discipline. And, uh, My values, right, and stick to a code. And uh, he's actually gonna be in my corner for this fight because Winton can't be there. So, but anyway, I got I got out, and as soon as I got out, the second day I was out, I went to join a gym around here, and I actually joined a boxing gym and a a, a MMA gym, and then i ended up stopping both those gym and went to Fit Plus. I Mm. stayed there for a while. It's actually like. Very good MMA there, like they they taught me so much, and I would have done good in that career, but uh, there wasn't no fights happening because COVID and all that. Like, uh, and then all of a sudden there was a boxing card that came, and uh, I took a fight short short notice against Brett Beaton, and it was almost Christmas, so I uh, I wanted to be able to get my daughter something, and you know, and so Scott didn't want me to take the fight, but I told him I have to. I need to. Uh, how can like how can I be? How can I say I'm a fighter if I never fight? Like, I can't. I don't feel I deserve to pick my fights. Like in a way, like that's why I I would always fight anybody. So they're telling me that he was uh, a like everyweight amateur champion and everything, but it didn't matter to me. And I went in and it it, w- it went quicker than I expected. Right? I didn't. Uh, that was a little. That was a little shocking to me.
1: Yeah, I have a couple things to unpack. I know you you mentioned that you were in prison for for ten years. That's quite a substantial amount of time. Uh, you able to kind of share how you what what had happened leading to you getting into prison?
0: I was a doctor when I was young,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was the only native in a white community, so I got bullied a lot. I got beat a lot, so that's why I ended up getting in boxing. My older brother brother put me in boxing because he wanted me to learn how to defend myself more and. Uh, mm-hmm. But when i got kicked out of boxing uh, i really didn't have much left like that's how i felt like and the only way that i felt that uh, i wasn't getting bothered is by fighting people and making a name for myself in that sort of lifestyle right and that led to being involved in uh, gangs and at 17 i was charged for attempted murder uh, i was uh, i went to juvenile muskie uh, that's in quebec uh, mm-hmm. i got out not long later i got charged with even bigger charges and it really spiraled from downward from there. Right. Uh, I was like, I was always in like, I did 10 out of 11 years. Like I said, like my own mentality was different. Uh, I wasn't the nicest guy in prison too. Like, uh, a lot of people that, uh, remembered me from then Uh, I was known as a serious person. I I would fight anybody. I, I didn't care about much. And it's like, uh, I ended up being locked up uh, in a cell for five months straight. 22 hours a day and i did over nine months of my life in segregation uh, it it it's a lot on the brain right it, it becomes a lot you see so many things in there you see how fake people are uh, people that turn their backs on their friends uh just like that or uh, it's just it, it's a wild lifestyle and it's just getting worse now like everybody's changing and me, I just don't fit in there no more. I just woke up one day and I decided like I need to be a father. I need to, I need to come out. I, I'm worth a lot more than what I'm doing. Like Richard helped me with that. Like he, he, he was a role model for me. I never looked up to nobody, and he, yeah, it was almost like a blessing to have him there, right? Because I, when I was out before and I was training boxing in Moncton, um, I asked him to come spar, but something happened that we both ended up in prison again, and. But uh, he, he really helped me. Now I'm here and I don't let nothing sidetrack me, right? All I do is I train and I work, in the, I work, go train, work, go train. Get my kids every second week and I'm chasing a dream. I'm, I don't got much, you know? It's not easy starting a career like this and it, it doesn't uh, doesn't pay much just starting. And But the thing is, is uh, I don't do this for the money, really. I do this because it's my dream and I want to show my kids doesn't matter where you're from. You can achieve your dreams right don't let nobody sidetrack you don't listen to nobody if you got it in your heart it's yours god gave it to you for a reason so even with everything that a lot of people got more it doesn't matter don't need much we're on our way to the top that's how i feel
1: and, and i want to thank you dan for for opening up about that this is a, a judgment-free zone um but i, I want to understand more about your story and I can understand, like from from boxers that I've followed, like Bernard Hopkins to Mike Tyson, people that have been um, in prison and have talked about, um, you know, their experience. There's like a mentality about it when you're in prison, and unless you've been there, from my understanding, nobody really understands what it's like. And you mentioned that you had spent nine months in in isolation. Yeah, I mean can you just tell us like, what does that do to your mind when you, when you spend that much time in isolation?
0: It's, it's crazy. I would go, it's like, um, see the artist part is usually the three first days. And after that, you sort of start adapting. Right. But it's not really adapting. It's like, like every human, like we got a survival instinct, right? Like, so it's either you adapt or you you go crazy and, or you still go crazy. Cause I thought i I never liked it. Like I was all, I would go often in the hole and I never liked it. Every time I get there, I'm like, oh, depressed. But like, after three days of being there, it's like, okay, wake up in the morning. Yeah, yeah you start your little, okay. You, you Okay, is it early? Is it late enough? Cause if I wake up now, I gotta be up all day. And then, but they turn the light on right in the morning and like, yeah, you don't get much stuff in there. So like you, you try to save parts of your meals like you put it, you wrap it in toilet paper to try to save something to eat for at night. Like you don't get no. Like some people are like more uh, mentally ill in there and they're in the whole too, right? So the, sometimes you, you end up getting a person that don't stop screaming or like then you, you can't sleep or or anything that all you hear is that person screaming. A lot of pain, right? There's a lot of pain in there. And some, sometimes you got your friends there so you tough under the door, but... your mama can't get you out of there. You know, you can't uh, make a phone call and say, okay, I had enough. I want to get out of there. You you really got to take your heat in a way. And uh, it's not good for anybody. Like, it really isn't. Like, you're just days at a time, days at a time, days become months. All of a sudden, like, you're still there. Like, you got a routine in there, but like, you're boxed in, you know. It's, to explain is hard. Like, go in your room and, don't bring a TV with you and not your phone. You don't really get a phone call and just stay there for a bit, you eat what they bring you. Like it's not much. It's it's not a life for anybody, right? I don't even understand how I lived that life for so long. I don't I don't know how I did it really myself. I don't know how I did it, and it wasn't no easier getting out here, right? Like I'm not uh, my life ain't that. Uh, so I'm basically what they say, institutionalized, right? Um, my brain don't function like other people. They got a class action lawsuit going right now. And uh, I'm part of that because uh, uh, we're putting people in segregation that uh, they end up causing and people who already had mental illness, it was worse on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, me, I'm, I've, been, I've been seeing psychiatrists since I was like five years old. And so it really wasn't good for me. It's yes. not good for nobody, but I wasn't. I'm not saying I didn't deserve to go there sometimes, you know what I mean? But they're, it's good that they done a study and everything that they're gonna help people. Cause like, like I said, it wasn't easy for me to adjust out here. Like, you know, in prison, if somebody reaches over your food, it's probably gonna be a fight, you know? Um, just reaches over your food. That's, that would be nothing like it. Like you go outside, all of a sudden you see, uh, everybody's reaching over everybody's food. Even like just a whistle, like nobody whistles in there. Or just a sound of keys. Sound the keys because you're so that the guards coming with the keys it it just you always feel like you got to watch your back or you you don't know who's gonna uh, that that's what i it took me a while to adjust to the community in a way right and but i made it i made it like i've been out three years and it's still hard but it's really worth it right i try to inspire people that especially that comes from they don't have to come from where i'm from but i i know a lot of people that uh are out now on the streets and they're doing better because all I'm doing. That's what they say. And they say like, you proved to us that you can do it. not nah, Now nah, we can do it. And I'm like, I got to be a strength for those people. Right. And, um, I'm not going to give them that. I'm going to keep chasing my dream and I'm going to stay out here. And it's, it's been a journey. That's for sure. It's been, it's been a long road, but you know, I regret a lot, but I don't really regret because I feel uh, I was meant to go through this, uh, so my suffering's not going to be for no reason.
1: Hey, and and I can I can only imagine that it feels like a dream now that you've been out for for 3 years, you know, or or nightmare. A nightmare, right? That that you had gone through that, but I'm so glad hearing what you're saying and and talking to you. I'm I'm so glad that you've been able to um allow what has happened throughout your life and have been able <laughs> to come to, it seems like you've been able to come to terms a little bit with it um and you've been able to to go forward with your boxing and, and allow that maybe as fuel and and i wanted to bring up just one other thing that you had mentioned earlier you were talking about being um one of the only indigenous um people within your commu- within a white community and being bullied a lot can you talk a little bit more about that? Do you are are you part of the uh, the Mohawk tribe? Because I noticed that when you go and walk out for your fights, that you have the the flag.
0: Uh, so I'm Mi'kmaq. Or,
1: okay, so is it in tribute to the to the Mohawks. Really,
0: it's like we call it the warrior flag, but it basically is uh, from the Mohawks. Yes, but we still take it like the warrior flag. Yep. So to me, I just bring it to represent my people to show like I I. I represent like a, we're still standing strong. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're not, we're not sitting down. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm proud to do that just cause of what happened when I was younger, I was alone and I was still standing my ground, but I would get beat up bad for it. Like really bad. Like I had it really bad. Like I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't regret my life and I'm, I'm happy with my childhood cause it made me who I am today. But going, growing up to it, I had a lot of pain. Uh, like for example, I, I, like, I wrote a suicide note for my mom when I was uh, 11 years old, and I don't remember doing this, but she remembers, and I was just a little kid, you know what I mean? Like, but that was a lot of pain I had. Uh, it, it was rough. It, it was rough. Like, for me to talk about, there'd be too much, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like what you would see in movies in a way, right? Like, I would get my face busted up all the time, and like literally, people would piss on me. People would like it was rough. It was really rough, and I made it though. I made it, and I don't, uh I don't hold it against them. I don't hold it against the people that did that to me. I did when I was young, and uh, when I got bigger, I went and uh, attacked a few of them. But uh, like now that I'm older and more mature, I don't hold it. I don't hold it against them because they didn't know better, right? They didn't know better. They were getting taught by their parents that Indians were savages. You know what I mean? Just. So, how can you hold that against people who are just mis miseducated, or I think that would be how you say it, right? But yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, wear that on anybody though.
1: What what um because we we already had talked earlier about some of your role models, but I'd imagine in, in this particular situation where you're younger, you know, you're you're in a, a community where you kind of stand out. There's not as many people that are like you. Um, was there anybody growing up that you really looked up to that allowed you to you know unite with your your Mi'kmaq, uh culture and and heritage There really
0: wasn't there really wasn't like
1: like I didn't know I didn't know
0: I didn't know my dad till I, my, like my biological dad till I was 16 and like uh no there was nobody there was nobody around that could teach me all that like it's when I went to prison that I got more like, I started learning more about it. Like, I was really, yeah. Never, I never had no education about it. I knew I was native. I knew, I knew I was Mi'kmaq. I knew I was different. But it's probably like, you could, you could really tell though. Like, like it's crazy. Just the mentality, the way I was different than everybody. Like, it's messed up. How it really works, right? Like, I was really different than my family. Like, they all had glasses, and like, I was darker. And, they to make me look like them. They try to make me like what they like, but it didn't. It just didn't work that way, right? It didn't work that way. But it just, I was really misunderstood, and yeah, it was a long road.
1: And and, and again, Dan, I know that this stuff that we're talking about, it's, it's pretty, you know, hits hits home. And I, I just want to say again, you know, thank you for for being open about, you know, your whole experience, because really till i had you on here i didn't really i wasn't really aware you know of everything that had went on um but but is it safe to say with 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 respect to what you had gone through now um th- are are you now having a new license on life like what can you tell me some stuff that since you have left you know the institutions that you were in um what are some things about life that you really appreciate now everything like I, I don't
0: got uh, many friends for sake um but I do got a lot of people that support me and that help me stay on track that I really trust and everything uh but I've I've learned to appreciate just being free like everybody needs so many things like I don't need much I me mean, like you know my free time I go for walks in the woods I used to not be able to go for walks nowhere right I just appreciate my family. I I appreciate being able to like show them that you can be at the bottom and it doesn't make you bad because you work hard and you fight for what you believe in and you can like actually achieve it. Right, like they always said that I was a little crazy. People would say stuff like that, and nobody ever thought that I would change. You know, and look at me now. In a way, it feels good. Just it's hard for me to explain because I don't think like how I used to. So for me to say. Before I, I thought I thought I knew everything, right? And I always had a big heart, but now it's like I, I, I really appreciate just life in general, like just being free. Just being free. Everything. Having talks with people, having a talk like you right now. I'm honored to be here. Like I've Thank had a small mom all the time. Like I just like my daughter's in the bathroom room over there, she's playing a game. My son is over there too, he's doing the same thing, like it's How amazing. old are your
1: how old are your children?
0: Uh, my son is 11, and my daughter is going to be 9. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just to have them here, right? Just one the, I wasn't there for most of their lives, right? I've been out for the last three, and I'm really open with them, and I'm really honest with them, right? Like like I said, I don't got much. It's been hard for me to adjust to the community. Like like I go to work in the morning, but uh, see, my shift finishes at 1.30 because uh, I have a hard time. Open after a certain amount of time, right? So, so that that's a thing that I got going on, but you know, it's it, it, it's really rough, but it's all worth it in a way, right? But every day's a battle still. Every day's a battle. This appreciation of life itself that that'll keep you going. And God, number one, yeah, God,
1: God is God, God is my strength. That's yeah. I was gonna ask you too. Um, what what brought you to to Nova Scotia? And I know you're from um, New Brunswick, and you said you had spent some time in Quebec. Um, were you doing time in, in, in Nova Scotia, or what, what had brought you to, to Nova Scotia?
0: I was in uh, Spring Hill. Okay. And uh, they wouldn't let me go back to New Brunswick, so I wasn't allowed to go there. And halfway else, I wasn't. Uh, they were trying to get me away from my circle. And uh yeah, they wanted me to come this way. Best thing they ever done for me. I really? used to uh, yeah, I used to not trust the system in a way, but uh pretty good system sending me here because my whole life's been different, right? Like I don't have my old friends here with me and I built a whole new life over here. Actually feels great. That that that's another but you know, what I really appreciate is that uh in a way I used to be a menace like I wouldn't people would people wouldn't want me around anywhere it's like people when you want to talk to me, give me a minute. Like now people actually like look up to me, they respect me and everybody's right nice and everybody like shows me love and all that. People don't see me the same way they did and that's that's a great feeling. I yeah, that's a great feeling. That that's what I really appreciate, like I never thought I'd get this, right? I ne- I never thought like once you ruin the trust from people, it's hard to gain back you know uh, yeah it really is but that that's something i wouldn't give up for the world right
1: i i'm really surprised again um by by the amount of growth that i'm seeing or the amount of uh you know i'm i'm just i'm just trying to understand that you know at the beginning i i can only imagine you were really mad that you couldn't go back to where you're where you're from right i mean for everybody they they would want to <clears throat> But it shows a lot of understanding when you're when you're saying that you have confidence of, with the system, and how they were basically, um, you know, trying to keep you away from things that would make you go back to that lifestyle that you're trying to get away from. So, is it safe to say, like, um, you know, in in your your understanding now, is, is that um, a lot of the things that that they had done were were in your interest, or do you still? You still hold a lot of grudges because of the fact that you, what you were talking about with the class action lawsuit and the fact that, you know, if you have some form of mental illness, it can actually make it worse when you're, when you're isolated.
0: Me, uh, as long as my suffering was not for no reason. Mm-hmm. As long as, uh, if what I went through can help the ones after me, then I'll be okay with what I went through, right? I don't, uh. I don't. Re- I don't really regret my life. Uh, like I said, uh, it almost feels like it was like, um, let's say you get in the car for a drive, and when you show up there, you're here. But well, that's how it felt, right? That's. It's like that's that's the car ride I took for a minute, and I had to change cars, right? It wasn't it wasn't working for nobody, the community or me, and nothing was working. So now I'm here. I'm all I'm. I'm a whole different car, right? I'm a better car now. I don't wreck uh, the road as I go. I used to ruin everything. Yeah, that's how I feel. I used to I used to be real hard on the community, right? Like, I, I used to be pretty bad. And that's that's one thing I feel bad about, though, is putting the fear in people. Like, people that didn't deserve fear, like, people that shouldn't have been going through. Like, I never thought of what my actions, the reper, re, repercussions it could have on the, Just the, anybody, like, just somebody sitting at home and then he, he hears what's going on on the street... That they scared, like they're really scared, and that that's really like, yeah, it's that that hits me now, right? Didn't like back then, that would never even cross my mind that somebody else could suffer from my actions that to me were it would have been indirectly, right? Because it wasn't directly towards them. I wouldn't even know about these people in a way, but that that's one thing that I do feel bad for. Like I really feel bad for it. But now, now I want to be a light for the community. So, my way of paying back the community, being an inspiration, right?
1: And and what do you have you What do you think when you see young people that are kind of on a similar path to what you were on when you were younger and you didn't know any better? Like, is there like like how do you feel like? Because it does seem like there's a cycle where there's systemic problems in this country that are not being addressed and they're yeah. leading people onto this path. Like, do you see, cause we've already talked about how when you were in your community, there wasn't a lot of supports for you, you know, that you were getting bullied and whatnot. Like, do you see things that should be changed in our society in order to help people not go through the same things that you went through?
0: School is the main thing, I think. Uh, it works for a lot of people but it doesn't work for a lot of people too right so there's like uh it there's a lot of things that could change like see i was when i was growing up because i had to talk to a psychologist psychiatrist and i needed medication like um they 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 basically made me feel like i was crazy they said there's something wrong with you there's something but really i have a gift i have a gift and I learn quicker than a lot of people. I'm. I run faster than a lot of people. Uh, I can speak a few languages. Uh, I got. I got a. Uh, I graduated with is honors for a business and management degree, and uh, like, so really, there was no problem with me. It's just I was misunderstood. Maybe, I work better by myself than in a group. Uh, maybe teach me something that's gonna help me, go go where I want in life. Like uh, every kid that's got a gift right every kid is really good at something really loves something and guiding them away from their strengths is uh i think that's a weakness do you know
1: i didn't okay i want to bring this up because i wanted to bring this up later um so you you have a, a business a, a management degree that's amazing did that, i did that in spring hill okay um yeah i did that and and I was just curious because I, I saw you were posting on your social media um away away a while back that uh, you're into crypto. Yeah. Uh, can you talk oh, I- a little bit about you know like your 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 journey with crypto and is this something that you you still want to do like?
0: Oh yeah, I, I love crypto. That's like a box, and I do crypto right. Like uh, that's that's been a journey too, right? Yeah. It. it Some people say it's a gamble, it's a scam, it's this. No, it's not. They don't know what they're talking about. Uh, You got to do a lot of research. You got to understand what you're playing with. And uh, you got to see the value in that. If you don't see value, then you shouldn't get involved, right? But like uh, money, money always, there's always going to be inflation with money. Bitcoin, we're not going to have that problem in the long run. Um, You want to cross to the United States with a billion dollars gonna have some issues you know what i mean add that in the suitcase but you could cross the united states with a billion dollars worth of bitcoin nobody can do nothing about it then you can send it across the globe and you don't need any banker say so so in a way it gives you the opportunity to be your own banker right so by researching what technology every crypto is different right and uh, by researching doing your own research you can find out what's really worth it in the long run right and Like at first, it was it was like anything. I taught myself everything. Uh, I didn't know the language. I didn't know nothing. I I I put my money in there. I I lost a lot of money in there, right? Uh, Like I said, it's been a long journey. I'm just uh, I'm profitable now, right? I'm pro, but I'm not I'm not making major money because I understand now you got to manage your risk. Yes. Right? Like uh, that's things that uh, I didn't know before. And like um, if just look at predictions I made the. two years ago of what was going to go up like people would have made a lot of money, for example. Right. That's because I researched the companies. I researched what it was. And right now there's a big crash, right? Everybody's panicking. Well, when there's a big crash, it's just time, time to start buying, buying in. Right. People don't understand that they just start panicking and they don't, everybody says it's a gamble. It's not a gamble. It's like anything. You got to learn the game you're playing. There's a, there's a difference between fundamental analysis and technical analysis, right? Fundamental, you go read on the business and find out what you are investing in. And same thing if you're going to trade it, like you could trade any chart if you use technical analysis, right? Because you go with support and resistance and you got your own little uh, EMAs there and patterns keep repeating themselves, right? Patterns keep repeating themselves. And if you follow a set of rules and you win more than you lose, then you're going to win, right? It's just following the rules. It's hard for humans because our emotions get involved, right? I was always good. Like, uh, I got a win rate of eighty-five percent, right? And oh, wow. uh, so, yeah. But see, it was okay to have a win rate like that. But what happens when the loss you have clears every clears every uh, every like all the profit you made? Mm-hmm. You take a big loss. Mm-hmm. You just lost everything you made. So there's a problem in your system, right? So you want to be you want to you want to control your losses, right? That's basically the thing. You 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 get. Let's say I give you a. Uh, I flip a coin right now. Mm-hmm. And every time it's heads, then uh, I give you ten cents. And every time it's tails, you give me five cents. I flip it a hundred times. In the end, you're gonna win, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, like, because it's only five. Like, you're gonna get ten cents every time you win. You lose, like, it's just five cents. So you get more. So that's why you control your losses, because you are gonna lose. If you trade, you're gonna lose. If you invest, it's a different situation, right? But like, you are gonna lose. But if you control your losses, if you win uh, this much every time and you lose this much every time, you're winning, right? So you gotta build a system. It's not just some. I don't recommend anybody to just go in there and start putting their money in. Like I was a little bit risky. Me, uh, I lost a lot in there, and uh, I don't recommend that to anybody. Like, if they wanna get involved or something like that, they talk to somebody or something first, or study a lot, research a lot, and maybe find somebody to talk to because, like, I did it myself and it's been a rough go, right? But I know what I'm talking about. Like, I... Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty good at it. Like, uh, it wasn't all for nothing. Like, I got... one point, I blew an account and I got discouraged, right? And my nephew's a chartered accountant and uh, he's like, Uncle, he's like, don't be discouraged. He's like, don't worry. He said, don't give up. Don't quit. He said... uh, it's like you paid for your your college. You paid for university and training, like, and he was right, cause I gained experience from everything. Like, my account don't blow up no more. Uh, I'm protected, right? Um, I got investments and I got trading account. I trade futures and I trade in the spot wallet. Like, uh, I know the game now and I play it well, right? And uh, I don't risk my whole capital. So we're doing alright.
1: I I wanted to say when you were when you were mentioning that, I couldn't help but think about also you as a fighter becoming, you know, maybe maybe at the beginning being a little more risky, throwing those bombs right off the bat, going in, trying to trying to finish your opponents. That was kind of maybe your strategy the first two uh fights that you had. It worked for the first fight, it didn't really work for the second fight. Now you're being way more strategic as a fighter in the last fight that I noticed you're developing a lot as a fighter. You're showing a lot more than, you know, you're showing a, a lot of fundamental skills. Is this something also that's bleeding? Like, like, is this mindset also coming into your, your boxing now where you're, you're managing yeah. your investments kind of as well with your, with your punches and you're, you're trying to be more cautious and.
0: It, it, it did. It, it, it is. It is. Yeah. It's uh, everything's changed, right? Like, uh, I'm becoming more disciplined and, uh, I'm I'm gonna be using my strengths, right? Like uh, a lot more, a lot more technical. Yeah, yeah, you would say because I didn't know much. Like I didn't have much techniques. I've been focusing a lot. I had a lot to learn. I still got a lot to learn. I learn every day, right? And that's the thing. I, I stay in the gym. I keep learning, and I work with I work with Wayne. Like uh, you're gonna see on the fifth, right? My style is gonna be different than last fight because there's been a lot of progress. Still, like I was a little gun shy last time. It's not. I'm okay with doing a four-rounder, but I am I do look for the finish the whole time. And last time I was gun-shy because I got knocked out the fight before. I didn't know what happened, right? Like last time I thought I slipped, but I seen the video. I didn't slip and fall. I got knocked out, right? But I did think I slipped. So anything is possible, but I'm a lot more strategic now. And uh, I, I would say I, would say what I, I, I don't really want to talk about what I'm going to do. I just really – you're, you're going to see, right? I'm more humble now. I'm more humble. Like, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still. When, when I fight, the beast goes to fight. Right now, you're talking to Dan, so like, you're gonna see what I mean. It, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be a war. I hope he's ready. I hope he's ready because I'm gonna be ready. I'm, I'm already ready.
1: And what's the, what's the DK in, in the DK Beast mean? Is it Donkey Kong or what is?
0: So my name's Daniel Kevin Bopre. Okay,
1: right? so it's your middle name. I was like, I didn't know. Is, I was like and either that Ken or Air King. I was like, you know, I was thinking. Ah, <laughs> air King. You like yeah. Air? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Me too. Me too. Got to No, I was just oh, like yeah. I was trying to figure. So yeah, okay, Kevin. So DK Beast. Yeah. So the Beast. Yeah. The Beast is coming out November fifth. I like that energy. I like that energy. I know
0: that that is how it is, right? Because it's always going to follow mm-hmm. me in a way, right? The, it's hard to explain. I, I if you can ask anybody, they'll talk to you about my power, about my strength, and like that's the beast right there. Right. It's because I realized I got a big heart and I got a short fuse, but I don't like violence as much, that much no more. Right. So, but the beast is like the violence. So when I'm training, I'm in there, I, I, I'm enjoying it. But then after that, that's gone. Right. It's back to a peaceful life or say, right. But when it comes to that, it, it's wartime and it, it's time to put it on. Right. It's time to let it out. And that that's really my style though i, I go I, i'm going for the finish like I, I if i gotta go for the finish the whole fight i will like i was gunshot last time i was a little i got caught too and it didn't really hurt but it's like it reminded me of what happened then. but this time i got i got something ready for that
1: and i have to ask i talk i talk with kyle i talk with brett um you know you and brett um had that fight with fourteen, the fourteen seconds between both of you right after. Do you think that that's a fight in the future because you guys are both on this, on this card? Do you think that you guys will ever run it back, or you you feel like does he deserve that opportunity? Or I
0: don't think he does right now. Okay, because he been off. He didn't fight yet. Like uh, like not just that because he caught me up for the last fight, the fifth of November. Mm-hmm. And then when the the time come for the contract, it, it, they don't want to sign it now. They don't want to. So like. What would be the point me signing the contract that he could just walk away like one day decide, okay, I don't want this? Because, the, the, yeah, it, it, it's a bad idea for him. Mm-hmm. It's a bad, like, it's a bad idea. I, he can think what he wants. He can think what he wants. He, but it's a bad idea for him. If, if he wins a couple fights and he wants to fight me, same thing's going to happen as last time. It's all, that's all I can say about that.
1: Were you guys able like after that fight? Were you guys able to to be on good terms though? About... Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. On good terms right now. Just good. when I when I think about that, he calls me out and stuff. It, it it gets under my skin a little bit, right? Like, yeah. Cause I I was gonna give him the opportunity, but nah, I really respect him a lot. Like I do. Like I also believe and achieve. Like he's doing some good things. Like he's yes. trying to help the community. That that to me that I respect. I respect that, right? And I got I got respect for the guy. Like I like him. Yeah. I I I tried I tried to get older and get some training in sometime and we never we never done it but uh, it's all good though we probably get get some training one one day you know what I mean but for now uh, yeah I'm I'm at Citadel I, I'm gonna stay at Citadel though I'm happy to be there yeah. but it, so we still we should still like all the all the best bosses around and stuff we should really start getting together and for start sure. training together and sparring together like we got to stop being in opposition, right? Like we got to bring some people here and we got to beat these people, the away team. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I believe. Yes.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, I, I I just felt like I would ask that. I wanted to ask that because I was like, you know, this, um, it just, it's just interesting. Like again, like with what happened, right. The, the kind of the story and, and, and I'm really glad though there, um, Dan, that you've been very open with me about, but all this, but, I'm really glad that this has changed you for the better. You know, you've been able to reflect on a lot of things. And um, when you when you when we were talking earlier about crypto um, and your your business management, is this a like a career path that you see yourself doing like, um, you know, during while you're fighting or maybe after fighting, like beginning into management, maybe managing fighters or anything like that?
0: That is something I thought about because, you see, when I went to Montreal, Like, if I would have had a manager, all that stuff wouldn't have happened in the background because he would have sheltered me from that, right? Mm -hmm. He would have made sure that uh, I was only there worried about fighting and that experience that I brought back. And that's something I want to help fighters with, right? Like, because you can have the skills but be beat mentally before the fight and perform the shittiest you never thought you could perform like that, right? And make a fool of yourself like I did. Or if you have a team that's going to be there to protect you from that, all you got to worry is going in that ring and boxing that it's just another boxing match right yes you you go do your thing but if you ain't there in your head how can you do your thing right it's so I, I would like to be able to yeah i would like to help people not go through that i've talked to a lot of people about this and i, I don't know if all the other promotions are like that but uh yeah, <laughs> they, yeah they they showed me what's up there
1: Oh, well, there's there's some interesting stuff that happens in in Montreal in the the fight scene. I don't know if you saw the the French fighter. This was like a few, uh, maybe even a month ago now. There's a French fighter that at the start of the bell he forfeited the match because he believed that he wasn't going to be covered by insurance. I believe it was like the same the same company. I I really strongly recommend uh, looking it up. Will, there's there's some interesting stuff that goes on there I mean it is it is the fight capital of uh <clears throat> of Canada and you know the like uh you know national team trains there and then there's a lot of pros that train there archer uh better bf you know yeah. um somebody that's the champion for for your weight class yeah is there um he,
0: he, he's a powerhouse, isn't
1: he yeah i I mean what do you what do you think I mean he um he He's, I always wonder to myself, like, because you never know until you actually fight a person or you're up close and whatever, but he's a really strong uh, boxer. He's gone against, you know, Alexander Usyk. Uh, I think he, I think he was at a, a cruiserweight at one point, right? So he was a lot, a lot heavier before. Very strong guy. Um but does he does he I don't know about his technical skills. Do you what do you what do you measure with his technical skills? Do you think he's just a powerhouse or do you think he actually has the boxing pedigree as well?
0: I think he makes what works for him work, right? Like yeah. he he doesn't uh try to overdo things like what works for him, he makes that happen and that that's what I see in him, right? So it works for him and but one day he's gonna find somebody that it's not gonna work with them and then he's gonna have to find it in him to Pull something out of, that, pull something out of the hat, right? Like, uh, that—that's really how it goes. Really, what I learned is that uh, you can have a hammer, but if you don't, if you can't put it on the nail, it's worth nothing, right? So, like, I know I hit hard both ends, so I gotta make sure that I throw enough that they land, right? Not being gun shy. So, yeah, I think he's a. Uh, He's a powerhouse. I think he's good enough. He's proven it, right? He's proven it. He's got different style than other
1: people, but I like watching him. I want to see him fight B-Vol. I want him to, to want to see him fight b Cause originally I was like, kind of want, originally I'll be honest. I was on a little bit on the Canelo bandwagon. I was like, you know, maybe Canelo can compete with the 175 fivers, ers And you know, it didn't, it doesn't really look like he can, to be honest. But, uh, I, I really would like to see all of the the light heavyweights come together and, and see who's you know the king of the light heavyweights because um you know it just, with Bivol I mean he's he's such a technical boxer I'd like to see him against um against better BFC you know who's the best of the two I think Bivol sure come down yeah Bivol Bivol's uh, I guess the the way I'd explain him is he's like a bomb uh, defuse technician you know he just He's able to, you know, create distance and 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 punch from a distance and and fully extend it from a distance. And so he's able to keep it right he doesn't there. Doesn't smother too. his punches. No, he don't.
0: No. Yeah. He, he controls the range, right? He control. He really controls the fight, like he. He's got it. He's got it. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: yeah. He, he proved it against Canelo, but that that's the first time I didn't vote for Canelo. It's like I yeah. Really. First and like Canelo's always been like I, I love watching him. I always take his side, but this time like. Yeah. There's just something about Bebo, right? His his experience, just the way
1: he boxes. Yeah, he he, he knows what he's doing. Well, hey, it's been uh, a really wonderful time talking with you, Dan. Again, um, I really appreciate you, how open and honest you were in this conversation. And I really look forward to seeing your fight coming up November 5th. I'm going to be there, so I'd love to catch up with you after the fight and get your thoughts. And um, you know, I, I I'm really excited. I'm really sorry. Happy to hear you know your new lease and new outlook on life. I love hearing that. And um, you know, I'm really excited for for what what because um, this podcast is a lot about you know the community as well. And I'm I'm really excited to see what all of us can do for our community yeah. and and try to improve things through boxing because that's really where where it's No, you're
0: at. right hey boxing taught me the discipline the discipline i need because without boxing it would be way harder like you 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 gotta stay sober don't drink you don't smoke it it, yeah it it keeps me down to earth you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. awesome but if we can help the community let's do it
1: all right well thank you so much there dan hope you have a good rest of your day take care okay Okay, and guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. A couple things to take uh, with us home is how when when Daniel was talking with us, of course, he was sharing his story, and you know we we had covered a lot of things that, of course, Daniel is not proud of. Uh, but what I'm really proud of with him is how his perspective on life and his new lease for life has has begun. You know, he had talked about how. You know, when he was in prison, he kind of woke up and realized he didn't want to be that person anymore. Of course, he wanted to be a father and he is a father. Um, So this is a very um, important thing that I think we can all take uh, home with us is the idea that, you know, when we're doing something, when we've spent so much time in a certain pattern or a certain set of behavior, we can always break that pattern. We can always try to reinvent ourselves and become better people. And I'm really glad that Daniel came on and was able to share his story because I imagine some people who are listening might be in a very similar situation and might want to hear what he has to say because, of course, you know that's a long period of time to be um, in institutionalized. Of course, he had also mentioned uh, about the class action lawsuit and, and other things that I wasn't even aware of. So if you guys are listening, um, make sure to follow Daniel and and his story. Um, and so without further ado guys, as always, if you're listening to this podcast and you liked it, um, make sure to give it a rating and then also make sure to subscribe to it. That way when a new episode comes out, you won't miss it. If you're watching the, the, the podcast on YouTube, uh, if you could like comment and share this video, it gets it out there. Um, and you can obviously subscribe and then that way when new episodes come out, you won't miss it. If you're ever wanting to know more updates about this podcast, the best way is to follow uh, Good People, Bad Intentions on Instagram. And that's where I post a lot of updates as far as the new episodes that are coming out, as well as any um, background information or you know any posts that I think are interesting. So follow us there. And without further ado, guys, have a good rest of your day.